First of all, thank you for the nice notes. This one's my personal favorite. It says, Erica, you are tall. That's it. <laughs> so thank you for whoever wrote that. That made my day. Yes, it, it was like the elephant in the room. Someone just needed to say it. One other, no, I just did the index cards, which I think are from the middle schoolers, because there's also, you are a cool potato. From Ryan. <laughs> well, thank you. I, they made me smile. One other announcement is um, just to remind you guys to sign up for the Chicago trip. Um, a fair number of you have, so uh, make sure to do that. That's on our website or on the Instagram bio. Okay, so we're going to have a shortened message today because of the pumpkin carving. So um, it won't be very long. We, we still want to leave you a little time for degroup. Um, so we're in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 11 through 18. So next week, we won't have youth group, like Adam said, and then Isaiah Alvarez is going to speak, and then we just have, yeah, I know, I'm excited about it, and then we just have one more, so just two more weeks in Ecclesiastes, um, and I, I don't know about you guys, but I've really enjoyed going through this book. It's not one that I'm, like, prone to go through, but it's been um, really good, and I've learned a lot through it, so hopefully you all have too. Um, so before we jump in to the reading tonight, I wanted you to get um, the main ideas, so there's four main points. They're in formatted in greater than um, ways. And so the first one is God's will is greater than our giftedness. A faithful few is greater than a sinful many. A forgotten obedience is greater than a remembered sin. And then wisdom is ultimately greater than strength. So I'm going to go through each of those. The main point, main takeaway tonight is that wisdom is greater than strength. So we're going to be talking about wisdom tonight. So let's dive into the first two verses, 11 and 12. Again, I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong or the bread to the wise or the riches to the discerning or favor to the skillful. Rather, time and chance happen to all of them. For certainly no one knows his time, like a fish caught in a cruel net or like birds caught in a trap. So people are trapped in an evil time as, suddenly, as it suddenly falls on them. All right. So uh, from these verses, we can gather that God's will is greater than our own giftedness, even when the world prioritizes talent. So as we've talked about all throughout Ecclesiastes, this is like our 10th week or something in it, we have found that there are no guarantees in this life. No matter how hard we try to control our futures, ultimately things are out of our control. And that means that we can't trust in our own ability. We cannot trust in our speed or our strength or our skills or our wisdom or intelligence. Everyone has the same fate, and even the strongest, fastest, and smartest will one day die. So that sounds bleak, but <laughs> there's a hope, as with everything in Ecclesiastes, is that God is in control of everything. And despite Despite our skills and our abilities, we are not ultimately in control. And as intelligent and as wise as you probably are, we cannot predict the plan for the Lord's plan for our futures. We cannot fully understand what He does. We can study His Word, uh, we can talk to people who are wiser than us, but we cannot fully understand God. We operate with this kind of limited understanding. And so these couple of verses outline the fact that God largely treats everyone the same. The race, in the end, doesn't go to the fastest or the battle to the strongest. No one knows what time they're going to pass away. 
but God is in control of these things. And because of this, we are called to trust God over our own personal giftedness. So in the next couple of verses, Solomon is going to use this illustration um, where a great king is going to ransack a city or going to attempt to ransack a city, but a poor wise man intervenes and ultimately saves the city. And so we can see that the king's um, wealth or strength did not guarantee him success um, and that people are saved against the overwhelming numbers that are surrounded by them. So let's read verses 13 through 15. I have observed that this is wisdom under the sun, and it is significant to me. There was a small city with a few men in it. A great king came, came against it, surrounded it, and built large siege against it. Now a poor wise man was found in the city, and he delivered the city by his wisdom. Yet no one remembered that poor man. And so that brings us to our next point, is that a faithful few is greater than a sinful many, even when the numbers seem overwhelming. So, um, it would be better to count yourself with the faith, faithful few in the city, w with a poor man in the city, than it would to be a part of the sinful strong outside of the city. And I know sometimes, and this is true in my life, that we have um, moments where we feel like we're standing alone. Um, secular temptations of culture, relationships, environment can be so crushing. It's hard to stand alone when everyone else seems to be doing things that are more fun, um, that are easier or counter to what you believe. Um, I was someone that didn't have a lot of um, Christian friends or really any Christian friends in high school or middle school. And so it wasn't until college that I really built my first solid community. And at times I would feel very isolated because my family wasn't Christian, and my friends were, and so it felt hard to be different. Um, I would much rather have just gone with the crowd, and at times I did. Um, but the verses show us that Solomon is saying that there's something much better and much richer in standing with the faithful few, faithful few than fall in line with the sinful many. And Scripture tells us this is not going to be easy. Multiple times we, we know that. Specifically in Matthew 7, it states... Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. So it can be very, very overwhelming um, to stand firm when people that you love, the people that you love the most, are not standing with you. But Solomon states that this is the way to life. We can also see that a forgotten obedience is greater than a remembered sin, even when we're desperate to build a legacy. So even though the poor man was forgotten, um, it wouldn't have been better for him to have had sinful strength and to be remembered for it. But he had um, meek wisdom and was forgotten. That's very countercultural. We want fame. We want things to be credited. To, credited to us, um, and that's part of our sinful nature. We want to be known and recognized, and a lot of times we will compromise our morals to do so. Um, but as Christians, um, we know that we are fully known and fully loved by God, but sometimes that doesn't really feel like enough for us. We want something that's instantly gratifying, so we're willing to sin in order to be remembered, in order to create a name for ourselves. But God is calling us to a higher standard. He calls us to quiet and wise obedience. 
Um, so we can wrap up with the last um, couple of verses here, and it says in verse 16 through 18, And I said, Wisdom is better than strength, but the wisdom of the poor man is despised, and his words are not heeded. The calm words of the wise are heeded more than the shouts of a ruler over fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but a sinner can destroy much good. So the, the final verses bring us to our main point that I want to hit home tonight is that wisdom is greater than strength, even when our world glorifies power. The message translation puts it this way, the quiet words of the wise are more effective than the ranting of a king of fools. Wisdom is better than warheads, but one hothead can ruin the good earth. And so we see this throughout um, scripture, specifically um, the book of Proverbs talks a lot about wisdom. Um, wisdom is something that is oftentimes overlooked. If you were to just ask your peers or ask yourself to grow, if you wanted to grow in one personality trait, wisdom is most likely not going to be at the top of the list. And this is an overgeneral overgeneralization, but most young people, most teenagers don't really care about wisdom. We live in a culture that idolizes youth. We are obsessed with being young and relevant um, rather than being mature and wise. And what you think, when you think about your news feeds or magazine covers or really any media that you're taking in, most of that is all about appearances, about youth, and like silly how-tos. But like wisdom is just not really relevant in our culture. Wisdom is something that we may bump into in our 50s and 60s, uh, but not something that we can act actively seek out um, or that we actively, actively choose to seek out. But the, the question I want to ask you all tonight is why? Why is it so uncomfortable for us to talk to people who are wiser and more mature than us? Why is that something we want to push off into a later stage of life? And so that brings us to a push of discipleship. Um, if the only people that you all go to are peers for wisdom and guidance, then I would say that's probably not the best choice. Um, it's not that I don't love you all or think that you're capable of giving um, good advice, but um, you haven't simply had the years or the time in Scripture um, or the experience um, that some older, more wise Christians have. So I just implore you, find someone who is older than you, who is wider, wiser than you, wider too, I guess. <laughs> someone that can tell you the hard truths, someone that can point you to scripture, someone that can keep you accountable. Um, that doesn't just mean someone who's older, because let's, let's be real, not old, all older people are really wise or mature. So look for someone who has Christ-like characteristics. Look for someone who loves Jesus and is mature in their faith. Look for someone who's not obsessed with knowing the latest gossip or making their own name great. Look for someone who stands with a few rather than going along with the crowd. Um, and just speaking from personal um, experience, being discipled by my mentor, Betty, has been like the greatest um, thing that has happened in my Christian um, walk. I meet with her every other week, and those are like the best days of the week. And she's not always like, it's not always the, the most easy conversation. And in the sense, she challenges me, she pushes on me, um, she points out my blind spots, but she does it with so much care and so much love. Um, and she holds me accountable. And so 
Um, I just want to wrap up with this quote. It says, wisdom does not need a magnaphone to amplify its importance. Its value and significance are perfected in those who quietly apply it rather than pridefully shout it to others that they possess it. So find someone in your life who exemplifies that statement and strive for that in your own lives. And ask yourselves, are you actively seeking out wisdom? And if not, why? Um, and so let's let Solomon's words be a guide for us. Um, and let's believe that wisdom is greater than strength, um, even when the world glorifies power. So that's kind of um, it for tonight. Um, I'll pray, and then we can break to D groups. God, um, we thank you for this evening and just the ability that we have to gather together and have fun, but also worship and um, just grow in our knowledge of Scripture, Lord. We pray um, for opportunities for discipleship um, in this room or throughout our church or community, Lord. Um, may the people in this room look to people who are wiser and more mature in their faith. Uh, may they feel comfortable um, going to somebody and just opening up and being vulnerable, Lord. Um, we thank you um, that you were an example of this, that you showed us what true wisdom and maturity look like, Lord. Um, I just pray for hearts that want to know more about you and long to look more like you. In your name I pray. Amen.